Welcome to the Pastor on the Beach podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Amlin, pastor at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach, Florida. And each week I will be sharing a message from our worship services right here via this podcast. I hope you'll consider subscribing and share the podcast with your friends. We all need to hear words of hope once in a while. Well, thanks for listening. Here's this week's message. Who's got leftovers? Still have them in the fridge? Yeah. Don't wait too much longer. Just saying. Turkey? Pumpkin pie? Enough cool up to go with pumpkin pie? Sweet potato. I'm going to be watching you, Lee. I'm watching you real close. No, I hear that's a great pie. Not my choice, but pumpkin pie. They may have dry turkey. It's okay to admit. Unless you're with someone who cooked the turkey. In which case you say, oh no, it was delicious. Anybody get to gather with loved ones for the Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah. What a gift for Larissa and I to be able to be with our family for the first time in, I don't even know, 13 or 14 years. Yeah, the turkey was extra good. It was not dry, in case you're watching Samantha. Thank you. (laughs) Did you gather around a big table? Yeah? Was there a a card table? Did anybody sit at the card table? I know you sat at the card table. I saw you bring the card table. Yeah, sometimes the family's so big, we have to sit in other places, right? Did anybody reminisce about the time when all the family could be together for a holiday? Now that people are spread all over the country, it's so hard to do, isn't it? Who has bruises from Black Friday? Hmm, you were out there because I was driving home during that. Which, by the way, bad idea. Took us five hours to get back. Took two hours and 46 minutes to get there, right? The good news is you got to church today. You did not have to wait outside for the pastor to open the door and say, welcome to church, right? You got to just have that experience of walking in here, right? Well, it's good to be together. It's good to not have had to wait. It's good to be God's people focusing on our worship for our God. It is good to be a community of people gathered together around all that holds us in common. Thanksgiving came early this year. I confess I was caught off guard. Larry said, you know, we're going to the kids' place next week. I'm like, what's next week? That's how, how crazy and busy I was. Did anybody else feel caught off guard by how quickly Thanksgiving happened? I see at least one, a couple of them maybe. Hmm. Well, now we move from the festivities of the feast and the power shopping of Black Friday and the full on um, into the barrage of the retail industry that's going to tell us that we don't have enough and that if we really, really care about Lee, Linda, we're going to get him that new tie. Although I've never seen Lee wear a tie. (laughs) Perhaps it's cologne or maybe it's perfume for somebody or some other gift that they must have. And then we'll be into the onslaught of Christmas. That's a terrible way to say it, isn't it? But isn't it true? School programs, concerts, sports, stand alongside office Christmas parties, decorating, and always 
feeling that obligation to do it all and to be all for everyone in the name of being in the Christmas spirit. Stop me if this isn't right. But the truth is, the truth is, there's really much more to life than all this stuff, right? We know that, gathered together here, truth. Truth is something that people have sought after for generations. And on this Christ the King Sunday, this day of celebration, we get a glimpse and perhaps some guidance for our hectic holidays ahead and for our daily walk of faith, both, both as individuals and as a community of believers together. Today we reach the end of the church year. Next week, Advent, and the start of a new church year. But for this week, the final weekend of the church year, we reach an important conclusion about who Jesus is, and we are reminded of the power in weakness that God modeled. We read about Jesus' trial, which leads to his crucifixion. No place in the Bible is Jesus' kingship more poignant than when he hangs on the cross with the sign over his head, the King of the Jews. In John's Gospel, Jesus stands before Pilate. If we look on both sides of today's reading, a little bit before and a little bit after today's reading, Pilate is constantly moving back and forth. Seven times he's given stage directions in the gospel. Seven times he's pushed from one place to another. The most powerful man in Jerusalem wavers back and forth in this story, trying to find a way out of his dilemma. Kind of like what Milo's trying to do right now. And I would much rather hear a child's cry than anything else. So, Pilate's trying to figure out how to get out of this expeditiously. He's trying to find the right political angle, if you will. He's trying to be neutral. But Jesus doesn't let him off the hook. And within this conversation between Pilate and Jesus, Pilate asks, what is truth? And for Pilate, a man who was not raised in the Jewish tradition, but raised in the tradition of philosophers, this was a serious question. Pilate is pulled in many directions based upon the stage directions that are given. Pilate finds nothing wrong, yet he's compelled to concede to the voices of the people, and Jesus' crucifixion is the outcome. What kind of stage directions impact our lives every day? Can you think of any? I can think of a little one right there. I can think of a little bit bigger one right there. Right? Stage directions. What voices do we listen to? What kinds of invitations do we receive every day? I remember several years ago, it was on Thanksgiving, and this is back when, and I'm thankful to be able to say this, back when every store was opening on Thanksgiving Day to get 
an edge on the Black Friday sales. My son said, I need a wheelman. What? <laughs> he wanted to go to these different stores because he had lined up items that he knew he had to get because they were on sale for incredible prices. And he wanted somebody to be his wheelman so he didn't have to worry about parking. And I thought back and forth and decided I'd had enough extra pie and that the turkey would still be in the fridge the next day. So I listened to a voice that said, go and do this with your son. So I'd really never gone in for the craziness of Black Friday, certainly not going for Black Friday stuff on Thursday. But this year I realized this was an opportunity to do something with my son that would make him happy. Hi, Taylor. There's voices that talk to us, right? I'm not talking about the ones that we need to seek help for, right? Um, but we, we're impacted by these voices all the time. And one of the big voices that we're impacted by this time of year especially is you need more stuff. You need more stuff. Right? There's a whole thing I could go into about, anybody remember George Carlin? He had a whole bit, a place for my stuff. Look it up on YouTube, it's funny. Another voice I've tried to be intentional about listening to is the one that urges me to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God. That was our seminary class verse, and I'm reminded of it at the most interesting times. And in the case of this late-night wheelman job, I thought, what an opportunity to go out and experience the culture and see what's going on and why people do what they do. Our first stop was a Walmart Supercenter. If you know anything about Walmart Supercenters, they have large parking lots. They had no parking places. So I dropped my son off and he waited in line. I went and parked on the grass at the far end of the parking lot and there was a hill there and I thought, I'm gonna jump up on this hill and take a picture of this parking lot. This is nuts. So I did. I looked for the picture, couldn't find it. Trust me, it was there. A sea of humanity. You know what it looks like when you disturb an anthill? Right? There's, that's what it was. The next stop was Target, and we arrived 30 minutes before they opened at 9 p.m. Come on. And the line was already wrapped around the building. I dropped my son off so he could get, join the end of the line, and later I discovered the line eventually wrapped all the way around the building and started doubling up on itself again. And they watched and they waited for 9 p.m. from the comfort of my truck. And at the appointed time, the doors opened and somebody came out and said, welcome. And everyone went, yeah. And they were so happy. There was so much joy. Black Friday, 2022, we spent $9.12 billion on stuff. 10 years before that, 5.4 billion. So about double. Cyber Monday, it's the day when people go back to work and pretend like they're working, but really they're looking for all the good deals online, right? Where's my credit card? $11.3 billion last year, which is up from 10 years ago when it was 1.2 billion. Almost 10 times the amount. The best quote that I heard 
A friend of mine wrote that he asked the shaggy-haired surfer cashier at Best Buy about a tent that he saw on the sidewalk outside of the building as he was coming in. The cashier responded, yeah, it's crazy. Thanksgiving next to Black Friday is kind of like an oxymoron. One day you're thankful for everything you have, and the next day you trample over people to buy more things. Like, dude, he's a philosopher. Now, lest you think that I'm some kind of a curmudgeon and I'm not into receiving or giving gifts, I totally am. Totally, totally am. I'm a fan, you might say. I understand that the retail industry is going to do what it's going to do and that we're a part of that, and it's all for the good, right, ultimately. But, and this is a big, big but, we also have an obligation to keep everything in perspective, to keep things in the right order. Instead of stage directions of our lives pushing us from place to place, perhaps as we get distracted from the very core of our lives and our faith, what if we gathered together each week to give each other encouragement to be different? What if the invitation we give to those we meet in the upcoming busy days while we're out scurrying about is an invitation to slow down and listen to the voice of Jesus? What if the invitation we offered to others was to be free in community, listening to the story of love and sacrifice that gives us new life as those who are sinners? What if when we gather together each week, we tell each other that because Christ the King died on the cross, we are free to let go of our fear of being good enough or having enough? That's what I want to invite each of you into, beginning right now. Hear the voice of Jesus inviting you to belong to the truth, to listen to his voice. Hear the voices of those gathered with you here today or wherever you're watching this service right now or listening to the sermon podcast. You are God's beloved one. We're gonna say that for Milo in just a few minutes. That you are enough. That Christ is the king that brings the ultimate truth and you are saved, forgiven, and free. Turn to some, this, you knew this was coming. Turn to someone and repeat after me. Look at somebody else. Say it to each other at the same time. You are God's beloved child. You are enough. You are saved. You are forgiven. Because Christ is the king. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope that this week's message has given you something to think about and given you hope that you are loved by God. To learn more about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, please visit goresurrection.com. If you'd like to support this podcast or any of the amazing ministries at Resurrection, please visit our website giving page. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Pastor on the Beach podcast.